the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two Hello, NFL fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Cowboy. And it's playoff time, baby, so you know the three-man booth is here. First, Cowboy Senior. How's it going, Cowboy Senior? Well, it's going good. Great weekend of football last weekend. Looking forward to four good games this weekend. And I'll lead the show by starting with a different sport. Happy 34th birthday to the main man, Dustin the Diamond Warrior. Yeah, so <laughs> if, Dustin, if you're listening, Senior wishes you a happy birthday. Very nice. <laughs> I thought we were going to go college basketball, Senior. Well, we're kind of laying a little low on, playing a little low key on that right now. We got to get our point guard back. Hopefully, he's back Saturday. We'll be yeah. Okay. I thought we were going to talk some UConn. Oh well, that that's a joke. Is that, is that even is that even worth talking? The joke is that they they were ranked number fifteen into the in the country. That they got to get them out of the top twenty five. I mean, I don't even think they're an NCAA team. They may not even qualify for the NIT, like you were saying today. They they got to somehow keep it over 500. That might be a challenge. It's rough stuff right there. There you go. I, th- I figured that would perk you right up, senior. Yeah. And uh, the other the other piece of our three-man booth, flying high, only guy with a team left alive in these in these playoffs. W- one of the uh, the upsets of the weekend. Danny Dimes, John D'Amato. You got to be feeling good, Johnny. Yeah, first uh, playoff win in 11 years. Uh, we didn't we didn't do a show 11 years ago, so it's the first time I could celebrate uh, in, in public uh, here. And uh, yeah, well, these are the these are the two uh, two best weekends of the year, uh, you know, for me and for us. Uh, or the, these uh, playoff games Saturday and Sunday, but uh, a, a little extra special uh, because the uh, the hometown boys came through. Uh, beautiful. But uh, yeah, super wild card weekend. I'm I'm really digging it. The, the six games. Hopefully they don't. Uh, you know, hopefully they stick with it because you know you heard you heard Jerry Jones is crying uh, this week that the, you know Dallas only has five days to prepare and the 49ers got the two extra days. So hopefully that doesn't uh, change things in the future because uh, I I really I really like the uh, the setup with with the two and the three and the and the one game. Uh, yeah, and I mean uh, if they had to do it right, you could go three and three. And then it's not an issue anymore. Right? Yeah, I like that. having the Monday night as a yeah. fan. I agree. Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe because this Monday night this Monday night game was so horrible. That's maybe why I'm where my yeah. where my head was going. Well, not only that, at least uh, you know you, you at least gotta you know get up before you plant your uh, your, your fat ass on the couch uh, on Saturday. You at least gotta do you know do something Saturday. I mean, from from one o'clock Saturday, uh, you know, two two straight days. That that's rough. You know, if you really want to be a uh, 
know, a, a sedentary uh, body there. <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne speak for yourself, couch. John. <laughs> speak for your, speak for yourself. Uh, come on. Set the alarm a little early and go for a run, and then, then yeah. sedentary the rest of the weekend. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys got uh, you know, for, you know, families to, to tend to, so you know, you, you don't want to ignore them for all that time. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave that. I'll leave that one to senior. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> they've learned to understand. <laughs> After many years, they've figured it out, John. You ever hear the term, John? If you can't beat them, join them. I think that's uh, that's in play for this one. <laughs> but yeah, great, great weekend. Just a great weekend. Um, I think we can. I think we can just go in order here. And please, please, please. The you know, the first game of the weekend, we had Seattle going to San Francisco. Of all the games on the schedule, this looked like the most, you know, the most potentially lopsided, this or, or Buffalo, Miami. And final score was lopsided, but Seattle Seattle was ahead at halftime of this game, 17-16. The floodgates opened in the second half. The Niners, the Niners looked real, real good, really, really good. I don't think Seattle has anything to hang their head about. I thought they played, I thought they played a good game. They were just overmatched by a better team. Um, the Niners, though, heading into divisional round weekend with um, with with a lot of momentum, a lot of momentum. Um, I think pretty clearly now the odds-on favorite in 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 the NFC, at least in, in my mind. I think. Um, even on like Philadelphia's home field, I think they're favored to win the NFC title game if that's if that's what happens. But just a g- good all around performance by them. Uh, Senior, you've been you've been on the Niners since very early in the year. What were your what were your takeaways here? And um, d- anything concern you at all? No, no. They just keep rolling. I mean, Seattle did get some things done against the secondary. Maybe that's the one thing that might concern you, right? That the secondary could be a little bit vulnerable, but they, their defense is really, really good up front and really, really good overall. It's still the best defense in football, and it's supported by not just a so-so offense now, a very good offense, and maybe the thing that I was most encouraged about, if, if you would be pulling for the Niners, um, is that it looks like Debo is back, really back from his injury, and that just makes that offense that much just that much more difficult to deal with. And maybe, just maybe, the best thing that ever happened to them was six weeks ago when Jimmy G went down because I am totally convinced at this point that Brock is is better than Jimmy G. He gives him that added wrinkle of being able to move around. He's he's playing now with, like, swag. <laughs> he's, I, th- I think he's a, he's a really good leader. He's got those intangibles. And what a team to have around you. They're going to be really hard to beat. Really hard to beat. I'm, I, I was with them from day one this season, and I still believe they're the best team in football. That they, they're going all the way. Real test for thank you, senior. This is a real test for them this week because I think if you were to uh, create a team in a lab that could give this 49ers team problems, you probably create you know the Dallas Cowboys. So John, the Cowboys. Cowboys played the Bucks on Monday night in a game that a lot of folks, including myself, um, you know, I, I, I went and, and you should never do this, but I did it. It was too easy not to. Right. Went with the storyline with the with the history of, OK, it's Brady 
who's the most clutch guy in NFL history versus this joke of a Cowboys organization that can't win in the playoffs. Um, the pixie dust is going to come out. But to the Cowboys' credit, they 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 were the better team all year, and they came out and were and were the better team um, and and just stomped them. Uh, the 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 Bucks defense could not after the first two drives of the game could not stop the Dallas passing game. Um, the Bucks have been a pass funnel defense, but as Senior just said, the Niners did just get lit up pretty bad by uh, by DK Metcalf. Um, what were your takeaways, John, from Cowboys Bucks? Uh, it was uh, a huge huge disappointment. Uh, it, it wasn't competitive at all after. Uh... At, at six nothing, when when Tom threw that interception in the in the end zone, uh, it it wasn't a game from there. It was a, Dallas just totally dominated uh, all facets of the game, and uh, it, it was a little sad to see at, at twenty four nothing when uh, when, when uh, Brady finally got him in the end zone and twenty four six. If they would have got the two point, maybe you cut it to two scores, make make it a little interesting, keep people awake, but. Uh, you know, instead they didn't convert, and there was a kind of a holding call, and and, and uh, I figured Tom would be doing his usual flipping out on the refs, and uh, you saw his heart wasn't even in it to to even argue. It was, it was a little sad. That that kind of tells you that uh, I don't know if he's done with football, but he's definitely done with the Bucks uh, after that. That that told me. Yes. Yeah, he, he wouldn't. You're never going to see him in a Bucks uniform. Uh, and whether he's, he plays uh, or not, that that that's a discussion for another time. But yeah, it was sad to see he kind of kind of laid down, and and Dallas just a. Uh, dominated every you know all the all their dumb idiot fans uh who all complaining about you know McCarthy and uh, let's get Sean Payton in there and Dak is the worst quarterback of all time and uh and how did they win this game Dak was, was flawless but played phenomenal earned every cent of his uh, big contract uh, he, he was beautiful and uh McCarthy uh, as I said uh you know he's, he may not be the greatest coach but he does have a uh, a lot of playoff wins, a Super Bowl on his resume, which is a hell of a lot more than uh, uh, Todd Bowles, who doesn't have much on the other side. I, I, I'll refrain from uh, saying, <laughs> saying too much. Uh, it, it was definitely a coaching mismatch there. there. He had his team uh, they're totally ready for, for that game. So going into it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the uh, uh, the big shock of the weekend was that the, the Seahawks actually held the lead in, in that first half. I, uh, you figured the 49ers would be going away. Uh, it was uh, it was impressive that the uh, Seahawks hung in there and made it a game. And uh, I, I got to give uh, uh, DK Metcalf credit. He really went at it and uh, and really made Ward look bad. And uh, that, that'll be something to look forward to uh, if if you're a Cowboy fan. Uh, maybe get a, a CD Lamb isolated on uh, Ward and uh, expose him because uh, he he looked like uh, uh, that that he could be beaten. And it, it was uh, an imp- an impressive performance for a little while for Seattle, and Purdy uh, looked looked a little shaky the first half, but he uh, he shook it off. But but then again, he's got you know weapons all over, great running, great running game all the time in the world. Uh, maybe a little step up in uh, defense. Uh, Dallas got to get some pressure on him and 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 make him start uh, getting nervous back to make him uncomfortable. Well, I mean, that is the Cowboys game, right? It's yeah. it's Parsons. I mean, so I'll I'll read you the teams Purdy's played. Right. And I'm not. Oh, again, yeah. I'm very impressed with what the kid's done. Um, he's he's undefeated, but it was um, Miami, Tampa, Seattle twice, the Commanders, Ra- the Raiders, and the Cardinals. So yeah. I guess the, the Commanders have a decent defense, right? Other than that, every single one of those teams is a bottom ten defense in the league. Yep. Um, the Cowboys are a top five defense. 
in the league. Um, at the same token, the same goes for the other side of the ball, right? The 49ers defense is, is, is certainly better than the Buccaneers defense that the Cowboys, <laughs> that the Cowboys just played against. Um, I think the teams are pretty similar, honestly. A lot, lot, lot of weapons on offense. The 49ers probably have the better weapons, right? But, you know, the two-headed running back that the Cowboys have, Pollard is electric. I don't think him and Christian McCaffrey is, is that big of a difference. I think they're, they're pretty similar guys. Um, C.D. Lambs is as good as any receiver in the league. The Cowboys have a good tight end. He's not Kittle, but he's a good tight end. Um, they're, they're similar teams on both sides of the ball. So I think it's a really, it's a really, really interesting game. Um, I feel like it's like San Francisco should be favored there at home, but the Cowboys are a very live dog in this game, in my opinion. And I think the game comes down to Purdy. Cause I think, you know, I think Dak probably laid his egg a couple weeks ago. So I don't know if he's going to throw, you know, have five touchdowns again, but I think you have a good idea of what you're going to get with Dak and it's going to, you know, it's going to be above average quarterback play and um, Purdy's going to have to prove he can do it against a real defense. So let's make our pick senior. Who do you like in this one? Okay. I just want to point out a few things about the Cowboys success last week. When you talk about things in a lab, well, what is more perfect for that Cowboy defense? If they're vulnerable teams have beaten them by running right at Parsons running at them when they can make you one dimensional, and just pin their ears back and go after you, they're really, really a good defense, right? And usually you do that by getting a lead, but it's something we probably should have thought about. You don't even have to get a lead on the Bucks. They're one-dimensional out of the shoot. They had the worst running game in the NFL, a tailor-made team for the Cowboys to play with, with a quarterback who, in his best days, was really good at moving around in the pocket. Now is pretty much a stationary target. It was it was just tailor made for them. They just pinned their ears back and went after Tom. I I forget the number, but I know they ran less than ten running plays in the game. It was like eight or something. And what did Tom throw? Sixty seven passes. I mean, it's just they made it easy on the Cowboys. And I and to take part of what John said. That fire that you usually see all over Tom, I almost had the feeling throughout the game that part of him, he may not have totally admitted that to himself, but part of him knew that his team just wasn't that good and they didn't have much of a chance. And their defense, they were the, I know it was all great what Dak did, where all of a sudden he played this turnover free game, a guy who, let's face it, has had a big problem with throwing picks. And, oh, he's moving the defenders with his eyes. Yeah, he's standing back there. Let me take another sip of tea. They had no pressure on him at all. And the receivers were running wide open all over the field. It's going to be a real different story in this game. Real different story. Because San Francisco is going to take advantage of their, what you could do when you run on them. You know they're going to run the ball. And then set up the play action for Purdy where he has probably the the difference in the skill set players is the 49ers guys, especially McCaffrey and um, McCaffrey and uh, Debo are unbelievable after the catch and Kittle. They, they're like the yak team. So I just think that I, I don't, I don't think the Cowboys, are, every, a lot of people are picking the Cowboys. You watch national TV and 
it's like they're the home team of the world. You know, you watch first take and all these shows in the morning and all year long, they talk 50% about the Cowboys when they're talking the NFL and 50% about the rest of the league. Well, this is the week they're going down. They're not beating the 49ers. For my pick, 49ers by two touchdowns. All right. Thank you, Senior. John? Well, those games that, that the Cowboys uh, lost, was uh, they, they, were in, they attacked uh, Michael Parsons, but 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 a lot of those games, uh, Van Der Esch was at, and he was, he's really the key to that defense. He he lets uh, Parkins, Parsons freelance a lot, and uh, Van Der Esch is, is the leading tackle, and makes makes a lot of plays and uh, solidifies that defense. And uh, and kudos to you guys. You guys didn't jump on uh, the obvious, uh, the overplayed uh, story of the game, which was uh, uh, Mar missing the the four extra points. I I think it was just yes. uh, one of those fluke games, and. And, and it was good on Jerry Jones. He came out right after the game and he said he still uh, kick uh, and, and stood by him. At least you know he, he didn't make that story linger. Although they did, uh, they they signed the kicker to the practice squad. But ironically, the kicker, uh, this guy, you know, he was 13 of 18 on extra points uh, last year, so not exactly a, a stud kicker. Huh. And, uh, and it was a uh, and it was another good thing. I hate to keep uh, complimenting the Cowboys, but but uh, they asked uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, today. And, uh, and he said, we didn't need him last week, uh, but this week we're going to need him. So he better get his shit together, you know, kind of half jokingly. It was, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it kind of took the pressure off him. So, uh, I, you know, Mars a decent guy. I think if it comes down, uh, he'll, uh, I don't think he'll, uh, he'll have a game like that where, where he'll destroy them. So, but uh, I like, I like the Cowboys in this. Uh, I, I like them to attack Ward and, uh, and uh, Purdy's going to get a couple of hits that he hasn't uh, gotten. Uh, that was a good point you made, Roger, about the uh, the lack of competition uh, that he's faced. And uh, uh, I, I think them boys are going to pull it out uh, for, for their second uh, road win and uh, second road playoff win in 30 years. Although I, w- I would be worried. Uh, it looks like the uh, curse is out at, at their safety. That's a big uh, that's a big loss for them to to handle Kittle. So if if the if the Niners do uh, get by, uh, look for Kittle to have a big game. But uh, I, I like the way Dak is playing. Uh, he's, uh, he put the, those regular season uh, miscues behind him, and uh, and, and I like how they came. I like how they came out that first uh, playoff game. So they're gonna pull the upset here. Yep, John. So I tend to agree with you. And it's not listen. It's not Purdy's fault. It's not the Niners' fault. You can only play who's yeah. putting you right. But, but their, their schedule, their schedule is what it is, right? They, yeah. they, the last really good team that they played was the Chiefs, which was in week six or something like that. And the, the, the Chargers were the best team they played over the whole, over the whole last 10 games of the season. So, and then they, they could, you know, the, the Seahawks are probably the, the, the worst like the worst playoff team, right? So, yeah. and, and, you know, they earned that with the two seed. And they, to, to be fair, the Niners have been killing these teams. The Cowboys have, just, I think they, they, they mm. feel just a little more battle tested. They had that um, game against the Eagles. I know Hertz didn't play where they scored 40 points against the Eagles defense. They, they had the game against Minnesota where they beat Minnesota 40 to three. Um, they beat the they play, beat the Giants. So they played they played some good teams there. They they they're not as consistent as the Niners. The Niners have been consistently good, but I feel like in a game like if Dallas Dallas's best game in my opinion beat, beats the Niners, and I do think that's what you're going to get in a game like this where like to me it's very much a toss up. It's very very much a toss up. Um, 
you know, the Niners have won all these games in a row. Dallas has lost two games out of their last 10 or so. They lost that crazy one to the Jaguars in overtime and then the throwaway game against the um, against the commanders the last the last day of the season. So both both teams hot, both very good teams. And in a game where it's pretty even, you know, I go with who I with the, the more proven commodity at quarterback. So I picked the Cowboys because I think Dak will outplay Purdy. And I, in a lot of ways, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> because I, I'm totally good with the Cowboys, not not advancing. And I think Purdy's a great story, but just how I feel. So, Senior, you're on Niners Island, which is not a bad place to be. It's a beautiful place to be. And we'll, with we'll, see, we'll see if Dak can play a turnover-free game against this defense. Or we'll see if the, the, turn, the pickoff bug comes back to bite Dak because the 49ers tend to turn to turn people over. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a pool that I picked the, you have to pick the champion at the beginning of the pool. And I picked the Niners just watching the games last week. I, 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 I didn't expect the Cowboys to come out firing at all cylinders like that. I was, I was really impressed with how they played. All right. Next up we had in a weekend full of great games, probably the, uh, you know, the, the craziest game of the weekend, we had the Chargers go to Jacksonville. Senior senior, and I watched this one together. And 7-0, the, the, the Jaguars, that was like the single worst. It wasn't the whole half, right? But the single worst about 25 minutes of football I've ever seen. Five turns. <laughs> I mean, five turnovers. At one point, Lawrence had completed four passes to his team and four <laughs> and four to the Chargers. Asante Samuel Jr. led the led the Jaguars in catches at one point in in the game. Uh, but passes caught from Lawrence. So just a, a total total meltdown by the Jaguars. I don't even think it was the Chargers playing that good. The Jaguars just totally melted down. It was what we had seen the week before from Lawrence against Dobbs, where he played awful in that game. And and we had said, hey, there's a good chance he turns it around. Well, he, he took that negative momentum and doubled down on it. But as we were watching, Senior and I, there was a, a specific play because, you know, you see these crazy comebacks in the NFL and it's the Chargers. So a team a team goes up big early. You know, it's not over. But when when the punt hit the guy in the head <laughs> and they gave the and they gave the Chargers the ball at like the seven yard line and the Jaguars defense stood up and didn't give up a touchdown. And it was, I think, the third time in the half that they had that they had gotten a stop really the only touchdowns they gave up were when they were put in those awful awful positions i told senior i said that could be big if the jaguars can come down and get a touchdown now even after this just horrendous half you're only down 20 and that that's that's winnable and that that's what that that's what happened but it was just a big turnaround you could feel it. You could really feel it. And the, the funny thing is the Chargers never had like the big gaff or the big turnover that like screwed them. It was just like this slow drip. And you could see like when Staley didn't go for it on the, on the, <laughs> the one you mentioned, John, when Staley who like goes for it all the time, didn't go for it on the fourth and two to put the game away. 
that was that. You knew, you kind of knew it was uh, it was going to be the end of the road. And then the in the missed field goal. So what, what were your thoughts, John? Just real fun game. Good job. By, uh, great, great for Doug Peterson and for Lawrence. It was a real great comeback. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, the uh, five turnovers to zero, and uh, and and the five turnovers uh, pulled it out. Just uh, just amazing. But uh, yeah, you definitely you nailed it. I was I was gonna bring up the same thing. Twenty four nothing. Trevor throws his fourth pick, and you figure the defense could be like, ah, man, man, screw this guy. We could you know we can only do so much. But but they hold him, and what do they do? They they hold him to a punt, and and just like you said, the punt hits the guy in the head. But at the six yard line, the defense still hanging in there. They they held him to a field goal, and then at twenty seven, uh, twenty seven nothing, uh, the the Jaguars finally come through. So at at halftime, twenty seven seven, it's only three scores. It's like it's not too bad, and the Chargers uh, get the ball at the first half, and you think if they stop them. They stop him right away, and they make a 27-14. And from there, there's all the time in the world. So, and just uh, Staley, I go. Well, I guess that's why they fired the OC. Only eight rushes in the uh, the second half. You you at least gotta even if you go three and out, you at least gotta try to kill a few minutes off the clock or, or something. Work, or, a, at, work at a little bit of clock. Yeah. More than eight rushes. Yeah. There, there, there was some issues. Uh, you know, one of the third down plays to like you know the backup wide receiver because Williams was out and uh, all that. But but yeah, at thirty to twenty, that that's the time to go for the at uh, fourth and two. That's the time to go for it because if you get a uh, get a touchdown and you could go up thirty seven, you could go up three scores. Uh, that game's over. A, f- a field goal, big deal. Even at thirty three twenty, the way that game was going, Lawrence would would have sent him would have sent him down to two touchdowns and the final would have been 34, 33 anyway. So even if uh Dick had didn't miss that field goal and, uh, and how about, uh, that idiot, uh, Bosa, which, uh, just, uh, <laughs> two unsportsmanlike penalties throwing his helmet right in front. I, I mean, what more evidence do you need that Staley isn't exactly the kind of strong leader, but the ownership came out and, and supported him and, and say that they're sticking with him. So, I, I mean, you get what you deserve. That's why the, the Chargers uh, have zero Super Bowls, uh, you get what you do, and even uh, like the next day, Bowser doubled down, uh, you know, going publicly, uh, you know, cr- crying, criticizing the refs. It's like he still doesn't get it. It's like, you know, that that's not a leader. Can you picture? Have have you in all your years have you seen a guy throw his helmet like that in front of uh, Bill Belichick? Uh, I don't no, and, so. and if they did, I don't think Bill Belichick would go scurrying to pick up that. Yeah, uh, God, just like, a horrible optic. Yeah, yeah. did. Just really ugly, really yeah. bad optics. And um, yeah, I think I think I think you hit it, John. Like you go for two all the time when you shouldn't in that situation. Right. The other piece of it is even if you go for two, you make it and then you still kick a field goal. At least you work some clock, (laughs) too. Right. Like there's not a huge difference between 10 and 13 at that point in the game with the way your defense is playing. Like it seemed like, like if the chargers needed a touchdown on the last drive, they would have gotten a touchdown. They only didn't get a touchdown because they didn't need one. I'm sorry. The Jaguars. The Jag, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Like, like is it, so like it's indefensible, especially for him. Like I could see if you're a guy yeah. who always plays it, who always plays it close to the vest, but for him, he's like, he goes for it all the time. What do you think? Senior? Yeah, we were saying it right then. You gotta go. You gotta go for that. You gotta. When you, your defense is slipping and everything else, yeah, you gotta, you gotta try and get that first down. And I would have thought they had a good chance to get it too. So, and like, miss or make the field goal, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that made absolutely no sense. But I mean, it was the 
it was the biggest tale of two games you're ever going to see, right? Between the two halves, it's like two different games. I mean, Trevor Lawrence did. It was the most Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde performance I've ever seen. He was about as he was as it was the worst half of football in, in a playoff game, especially that I've ever seen a quarterback play by far. How, how could you possibly be worse? And then he was alone. Just, just alone. Yeah, so alone. <laughs> but then he was absolutely sensational in the second half. But you were pointing out, Raj, when we were we were watching that it seemed like the Chargers' defensive philosophy changed a bit when they got the big lead and. When when they were building it up, they were they were really pressing the receivers and taking them taking away the short stuff, not giving them anything. And then they started giving a little more of a cushion, letting them letting them get into a little bit of a rhythm, completing those underneath passes. Man, no no lead is safe. You know, I don't understand why, especially that early in a game. You know, and it's not like the last five minutes or something where teams get away from what got them there. You know, if it's going so well, why change it? Staley's just not a very good coach. It's too bad because the team has a lot of talent. And and I saw the two leader quote leaders of the team, Blockhead Bosa and Justin Herbert, both came out and supported him big time. And maybe for a knucklehead like Bosa, he likes a, he likes having a coach with no discipline because he showed just how, <laughs> how undisciplined he is, you know. So of course he's giving him his vote of confidence. Excuse me. But, it's too bad because it's a real talented team. If they would have fired fired Staley and somehow gotten Sean Payton to go there, I'd say look out for the Chargers next year. You know, you put a real coach there. They got plenty of talent. It's a shame that they're waddling in that. I mean, that's a terrible loss. Just well, it's a shame with them. I mean, yeah, I know I know how much you like Herbert Sr. And I mean, he played a good he's game. Really, and I mean, he's a talented kid. He's yeah. extremely talented. I mean, he's – and – you know, these guys are not are not great forever. And you're wasting, you know, you're wasting some some prime seasons from a from from a great quarterback where yeah, and that's, and that's we'll see who they bring in about, as the OC. We'll see who they bring in as the OC. Maybe it'll help. Them out. But that's not also talking about the knucklehead decisions. We we talked about it last week, getting Mike Williams injured the week before. Yeah, that <laughs> who hurts. knows? Mike Williams makes a couple of plays in that game. Maybe in the second half, maybe they win. You know, if you if you had Mike Williams, and just just a lot of bad stuff with Staley, no doubt about it. But good, good, good for the Jags. So as their reward, the Jags, the the heart attack Jags, heading to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. The Chiefs coming off the bye. Chiefs deservedly so are, you know, reasonably big favorites in this game, about a touchdown. It's an interesting game because the Chiefs are the kind of team where, and then you saw it, you know, you saw it last year in the playoffs, of course, where their defense is such that if Mahomes has an off day or if the other team's really hot, like, you can score on the Chiefs. So they, they are beatable, but it's it's a real tall order for for. Peterson and Lawrence to go in there and win. I would love to see it, but you know, it's 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 an it's a pretty easy pick. I, I do think it'll be a close game. Um, potentially another one where Mahomes, you know, Mahomes gets the ball back with a minute and a half left, down four, drives him for a touchdown. But I do I do like the Chiefs to come out of this game. John, yes, I I like the Chiefs too. Uh, to put a. Uh... Trevor Lawrence's uh, first loss on a Saturday in uh, in his uh, career uh, to put on them, but uh, they they did play uh, 
in uh, in Kansas City earlier, so Jacksonville won't be uh, uh, too freaked out about uh, playing in Kansas. As a matter of fact, I don't know, might might have been a mistake, but uh, I think it was Lawrence who said that it wasn't that loud when uh, when they played there. So, but you know, I, I don't know if that's that's going to have a big issue. It's uh, this definitely uh, the. The, the Chiefs, uh, they always they're gonna make things a little interesting. They'll, they'll probably fall behind in, in, in the first half, give their fans a little scare. But uh, uh, Mahomes is is gonna pull it out in the end. Uh, when they, when they played early, it was 27-17, uh, uh, and the the Jaguars made it made it close late when they played early in the year. But uh, I think it's gonna be a, a similar type game where uh, uh, close, and then the, the Chiefs put it away uh, at the end. Uh, their uh, defense improving. Uh, Chris Jones uh, in the fourth quarter always seems to be making a big play, uh, kind of a closer type of deal. Uh, Carl Loftus too uh, on that defensive line. Uh, they get they got a couple of uh, players that the the defense has uh, improved since last year. So they're gonna I'll go with the Chiefs on this. And the the Jags do have guys on defense who could make a big play too. Like I, I do think it's an I do think it's an interesting it's an interesting game. Senior, you clean sweep, or you like you like the the Jags to keep it up? Well, big big props to the Jags on what they've done, right? I mean, the way they started the season to come back and win the division, granted with some help with the fact that Tennessee kind of fell apart, but still, come all the way back, finish the season the way they did, and then come back again in a playoff game like they did. Props to them big time, but I don't I don't see them going into Kansas City and winning. Uh, Kansas City a little too much firepower. John alluded to Chris Jones, who's probably playing better than any defensive lineman in the in the NFL the last few weeks. Um, just too much. Mahomes and the Chiefs, just too much for for the Jags to overcome. The Chiefs beat them, and you tip your hat to the Jags and say great season, and maybe they can build on it next year. And in fact, they they should. You know, they they got they they've come back from the uh, Urban Cowboy disaster. I had a real coach this year, and that showed you what a different kind of difference that can make. And they got a real talented young quarterback and a lot of young talent. And kudos to them. They're, they're, but they're not going to go in and beat the Chiefs. I'll make it a clean sweep. All right. All right. It makes sense. Makes sense. The Chiefs are the smart pick. I do like this Jags team. I, I would love I would love to see them win for a number of different reasons. But, <laughs> yeah, but um, all right. Next up. We had the early game on Sunday, which was um, supposed to be the slaughter of the weekend. Skyler Thompson going into Buffalo to play the Bills. And the, the Bills are extraordinarily fortunate to have to have come away with the victory in this game. Uh, they, tr- they, they tried to give the game away every six ways. <laughs> but, but Sunday, um, Allen... You know, and I I don't want to like spit out other people's takes, but yeah, I mean a lot of people are saying the same thing, and I'll say it. You know, there was like a kind of a hero ball, kind of a always trying to make the big play element to his game, and he kept turning the ball over. And you know, fortunately for the Bills, Thompson couldn't, and, and Thompson and then the receivers dropping the ball, they couldn't do quite enough quite enough to get there but I mean Miami had the ball with fourth and inches on the 50 yard line on the, on the last drive and again with the rookie quarterback a bunch of delay of game penalties and but 
It's, I mean, frankly, it's about as unimpressive of a performance by a great, by a team that's supposed to be great and potential Super Bowl team as I, as I can remember in a, in a victory. I mean, they should have beaten this team, especially after jumping ahead 14 nothing. I mean, they should have beat this team by 25 points. Senior, do you think this is a hiccup or a harbinger, a hiccup where the Bills wake up? Or kind of a harbinger. They have a real tough game this week that we'll uh, that we'll talk about. Um, what were your takeaways? Do you think maybe like one of the things I was thinking is maybe you know just so much emotion and so keyed up from the the you know the Demar Hamlin situation, maybe a little additional pressure there, right? They were just so you know so amped that it was um you know just trying to make the big plays, but there there were a lot of mistakes in this game. Yeah, I mean. And some of it, I'm, I'm going to give Skyler some credit. He played way better than I thought he would. Even he did. If you, at, if you look at his numbers, like his completion percentage was low, but man, his great receiving core didn't do him any favors. You talked about the drops. There were some big ones. And I mean, really good throws, right? Even early in the game where you're going to give the kids some confidence and they're dropping balls that are hitting them right in the chest and in the face mask and everything else. And he, I thought he handled himself well. He, he played tough under the pressure. I mean, the stuff at the end, I mean, how much do you put that on him and how much on McDaniel? McDaniel had, McDaniel's had the excuse that um, on the fourth and inches, he wasn't hurrying so much because he thought they had a first down. And then he finally realized, like, too late that they didn't get a first down on that play. And some inexperience. Not only the quarterback. I mean, that, that's I, mean, I, I didn't that see that whole disaster at the end with the, and using their time, all their timeouts. Really, in an ex, you know, I think he there's a lot of good things you can say about the job he did this year as a coach. But in the playoff game, he really his he showed his inexperience as well as having Skyler. I mean, it's totally inexcusable. Totally inexcusable. That that I, particular excuse is is awful. Yeah. I yeah. thought I got a first down. Well, the sticks didn't move, and the ref never put the one up. And uh, so, what what made you think you got the first down, Mike? Yeah, I know. And the uh, and as far as Josh Allen goes, I mean, he's an intriguing guy, right? He can be so good, and he's a guy you want to like. He's he's a real competitor, and he he always says the right things, and he seems like a great leader. But he certainly he certainly has that gunslinger McTenton mentality. And it, that's his weakness is that he turns the ball over some, but I, but he can also be the most spectacular quarterback in the world with the way he runs like a linebacker. And he's probably got the, as much of an electric arm as you're ever going to see. So this, this was a bad game for him. And I agree that he was trying to bite off too much, too many times. And he, he never dialed it back, but they got away with it. You know, and sometimes when a team goes on a run, you'll look back sometimes, uh, like in March Madness, you'll see a team, a, a two seed, get really tested by a 15 in the first round and then just go on a freaking roll. And, you know, this is the same. It's not, a, it's a different sport, but this could be the game, right? That Buffalo didn't play so well, but we know they can play better than that. And they write the ship. We'll see, because they're certainly capable of playing a lot better. But the guy that I give, even though you had the mistakes at the end, Kudos to Skylar Thompson because we expected him to absolutely suck, and he didn't. He 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 handled himself really well. And Agreed. We'll if, and we'll see if Buffalo turns it around because that 
it was a bad performance by them, especially, especially you know, for Josh. Let's face it, you know, you you can't be turning the ball over like that in the playoffs. So and we say that Trevor Lawrence turned it over for four or five times and got away with it. But generally speaking, <laughs> you lose the turnover battle by more than one in the playoffs, you're probably going to lose. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing, I mean, it is. It, I, I alluded to it, but the, the DeMar Hamlin, awesome that he's doing so well and that he's out. And, um, yeah. I mean, he's at the game, like, well, all very, very good stuff in, in, awesome. in that regard. Yeah, so, that's awesome. you know, I'm, 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 I'm very happy the Bills got a win for, for him. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, John, did you have anything to add about Bills Dolphins? Uh Yeah, just, just, to, just to pile on a little. I, I think it has a lot to do with it, with the, uh, that that whole week with the the near tragedy with that that whole week they 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 spent not not practicing and you know getting very little sleep and uh, and and the game after they were carried by uh, adrenaline and emotion and where they played well versus the Pats and uh, I I think uh, the the second game after that it, it kind of caught up with them and and that combined with uh, Allen just a horrific. Uh, uh, security, uh, just just trying to hit a home run on on every player instead of just tip, you know, t- taking a little three four yards and uh, and that and they're, they're totally uh, abandoned the, their running game. Really one one dimensional offense where they're they're relying too much on, on Allen and uh, and and it might have a lot to do with the that uh, you know, he misses a uh, you know the Dayball who uh, we saw the big improvement he's made with Jones with the giants and, uh, you know, he was coaching, uh, Allen last year and, uh, you know, where he kept his, his turnovers down last year. Now, now you see him getting back uh, loose and reckless, like, like a young Brett Favre. So that, that, that's gotta be concerning to uh, Buffalo. That was almost as shocking as Seattle that, that Miami was, was in that game up, up into the end. And, and even, uh, as you guys covered well, it was, uh, it was a lot because of a, a rookie quarterback and a, and a rookie head coach. If it was any, if it was a different, uh, combination, uh, Buffalo might be home right now. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, Buffalo is the three seed, which, right. Buffalo is the three seed. I don't think that game, I don't think they beat the Ravens with the game they played in that game. Um, and, Lastly, not lastly, but the Buff- but the Buffalo is playing uh, Cincinnati at home, and Cincinnati, Baltimore, Sunday Sunday uh, night game, awesome game, real real just kind of divisional showdown. The Ravens have this game. The Ravens absolutely had this game, and just an iconic play, a play that you're going to see forever and ever and ever. Poor, um, poor Tyler Huntley. They, they, they did for first and goal from the one and a half. They brought the three guys behind him to push him, but instead of going low like you're supposed to, Tyler went high. You don't want to get a push when you're high because the ball can get knocked out. <laughs> the ball gets knocked out. 98-yard fumble return for the Bengals. Ball game. Baltimore did a lot of good things in this game. The Bengals are a very, very good team. And Baltimore did a lot of good things in this game to hang around. It's going to be a completely different game this week against Buffalo. Like the Bengals-Ravens, that that's a divisional thing. That's a low-scoring affair. It is every time. I think we talked about it last week. Um, I don't see that. 
<laughs> for Bengals Bills. I think you're going to see you're going to see that high flying Bengals offense against a very vulnerable Bills defense or defense that's looked very vulnerable over the last few weeks. You're going to have the Bills high flying offense against the Bengals defense that is good, but not certainly not great. So I think you're going to see a lot of points and I'm real interested to hear, hear you guys' take on the game. So John, why don't you lead us off for Bills, uh, Bengals at Bills. Yeah, that was a that was, uh, that was great teamwork on on that on the the game changing play with the the Bengals. It was like uh, one of the uh, one of the linemen kind of like blocked Hundley, and then then the other one swatted the ball and uh, and went right to Hubbard, and Hubbard completed the uh, touchdown. Just a great teamwork all, all around. But uh, 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 concerns on both sides. Uh, both of these teams kind of abandoned the run, so we're going to see uh, both quarterbacks uh, pr- probably slinging it about fifty times each. And uh, the Bengals uh, just uh, decimated offensive line, but uh, but also as you saw in the Buffalo game, they couldn't get any pressure without Von Miller. They did, they they got no pressure on uh, Thompson, uh, the rookie quarterback, which which is why uh, you know they they almost got upset. So it, I uh, I'm kind of favoring the uh, the Bengals uh, here. Uh, their defense. Uh, and uh, and especially the way they play on the road uh, last year, those big wins over Tennessee and uh, Kansas City, uh, they're they're road tested and uh, they're, they're going to get a couple of tur- turnovers on uh, Josh Allen. And uh, if that, that that would be the only uh, concern, though, I, I think if their offensive line uh, really breaks down also and, and also if uh, Allen uh, uh, takes advantage of uh, Eli Apple, uh, finds whoever he's got and uh, he's usually a. Uh, when one of their weak spots on on the defense, but uh, I look for a close one, high score, and like I said, uh, both quarterbacks uh, over fifty throws and uh, Bengals by a field goal. Bengals by a field goal. What do you think, senior? This is probably the game of the weekend, right? Should be. Yeah, on paper it certainly is. And you know what we saw of this matchup for a little while before the terrible accident um, a few weeks ago looked like that was on its way to being a great game. And um, we talk about the Bengals' offensive line. That's obviously a concern. They're saying Jonah Williams may play now. I think that would be really big. And and one of the guys that was out on the right side, they say, may come back too. If they can do that, and the and the Bills' pass rush hasn't looked like much, but again, against a depleted a depleted offensive line, it might rise up. But that Leslie Frazier zone defense is something that Burrow and and Chase and C and T Higgins and the gang seem to really be picking apart with these. There's there's whole there's soft spots all over that zone, and they seem to have a good feel for picking it apart. If if Burrow can get time, I just I don't I don't think the Bills will be will be able to score as many points as the Bengals. And uh, and you know you can't help but think of the the penchant for Josh to possibly turn it over. I give the Bengals a slight edge defensively. I like their defense a little better than the Bills, especially since they lost Von Miller. That's that's really hurt them. So I'm going to go along with John and pick Joe Cool and the and the Bengals. I he, I mean he was passing right through them a couple of weeks ago, but before it ended, unfortunately. And I see the same thing happening again. The only fly in the ointment is obviously if the Bills are, you know, just blowing right through the offensive line. But I don't really see it. I, I, I see the Bengals, I'll say, 37 to 28 Bengals. 
All right. Yep. I like. Thank you, senior. I, li- I like a high scoring game here as well. It's it's a it's a tough call. I think a lot of folks, a lot of folks are on the Bengals um, based on everything, everything you said, you both said um, based on what that game looked like prior to prior to the uh, the injury. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think it's a it's a it's a coin. It's a coin flip game like we talked about earlier. And Bill, I'm going to say Bills Mafia shows up and shows out. We're going to go with the Bills. It could go either way, but and it would be it's it would be interesting, right? Like cuz then if the Bills win and the Chiefs win, the game's in Atlanta, is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel that's like it. that's pretty interesting. So I kind of hope that happens. But I don't think you can get a more even game than Cincinnati at Buffalo. They're they're very evenly matched teams. Great, great offenses. I mean, there's almost no way that this game isn't a whole bunch of fun to watch, right? I mean, you're gonna have guys flying all over the field. It's as I do. I think Cincinnati's defense is a little better too, senior. I don't know if it's if it's good enough to really stop Buffalo too too, too much. So I think it's gonna could be could be a similar like last team that has the ball wins kind of game and. I'll, I'll I'll go with the home team and with Josh Allen to not turn the ball over a whole bunch of times. And John, I know you've been waiting for the whole show, man. I'm sorry for saving it for last. It's just the way it worked. We have the uh, the Giants against going to Minnesota, six versus three. Deck stacked against them in Minnesota. You have this. You know, this team, this Minnesota team that is uh, all they do is win close games. What was it, John? 11 and 0 in in one score games this season. Was it 11 and 0? Yeah, I think it was 11. Yeah, I think so. And all the Giants have to do is go in there and win a one score game. And what do you know, Johnny? They went in there and did it. Why don't you give us your breakdown? Well, there was uh, no turnovers by either team. And uh it, it looked like that uh, that up, up seven with the Giants with a chance to put the game away when Darius Slayton uh, could have ran for a first down and dropped the ball. That that was in, in essence a, a turnover and uh, that was a uh, you know a bad omen. Got a little nervous, but the the defense stepped up uh, for him. Uh, just uh, a great game, a great performance by by uh, Daniel Jones and a great offensive game plan by uh, by Kafka, the uh, offensive coordinator, is getting a lot of head coach in no love and uh, he he might get picked off by somebody and but also uh, a soft uh, Minnesota defense the Giants took advantage of uh, the defensive coordinator was given uh, his pink slip uh, today so <laughs> because, as a matter of fact this week was like black Mon- you know the black monday for the coordinators uh, just about everybody that lost uh, either fired the offensive defensive uh, coordinator i think everybody except for Seattle that lost uh, fired either the OC or the DC so rough for them but uh, uh, yeah, just uh, that, that's how the Giants got to win. They got they got to play a, a clean game. Other than that that drop, there were there was you know no stupid penalties and uh, and, and and no turnovers. Uh, that's how they got to win because uh, you know, every team they're up against has uh, has more talent than them, including uh, this week where you know, you've got the number one seed. So that, that that's uh, the only way to can win. Good coaching, you know, play a clean game, no turnovers, and and Jones just uh, 
you know, amazing with the, with his legs. Not not the uh, most accurate of of passes. Uh, me, you know, mediocre uh, with the throwing. But uh, as far as a runner, he's he's one of the the top QBs uh, going right now. And he's and he's making the safe plays. He's knowing to get out of bounds, not taking the hits, which is what you got to worry because if, if you're going to run a quarterback 17 times, uh, you, you got to worry that he's going to get taken out. Uh, uh, you know, uh, taking a headshot, a concussion, uh, or or something. But uh, he's he's protecting himself, and uh, it was uh, it was good to get in a win column after a lot of uh, rough years uh, for for the Giants. So, so it's gonna be a tough one this week. Uh, we give it the best shot, and then this is gonna be like the last time for a while because after this year, the the Giants will be expected to win with uh, with Dable because uh, next year they got a lot of cap money. They're gonna make some big additions and all that. So this will be a the last time for a while where they're pretty much playing with house money and uh, it won't be that, you know, it won't be terribly disappointing if they lose. So, you know, from here on out, they're going to be expected to win. So Dave will better enjoy a, a pressure-free uh, playoff game. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I'm no Giants fan. We'll just say that right out front. But they are, they are um, to me, the most likable team left in the playoffs. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a really good coach to be – to be getting this out of, out of that roster. Um, it is funny with like, I've, I was telling senior, my least favorite guy in, in, of all the, all the commentators or guys they have in the, you know, in the, in the studio by far, my least favorite, the guy, I don't even know how anyone would pay this guy to do what he does is Garrett. He's awful. Just absolutely <laughs> awful. Just, just adds absolutely nothing, right? And and you think like, this is who Daniel Jones, right? Like this is who was supposed to develop Daniel Jones over the last two years. Well, no wonder he wasn't any good, right? And, um, no comment. I mean, he sucks. I mean, you just really concentrate on him the next time they're on. Just bring, brings absolutely nothing to the table. No, no, yeah, I've heard him on the on the, on the Notre Dame games a couple of times. Uh, yeah, agreeable. Just uh, says the basics. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like what? Did, I think, I think before the before the um before the Chargers game, he said, uh, oh, you know, whoever whoever goes out there and has the best game, and you know, really, who has who's playing, you know, who brings it in the fourth quarter? That's who I think's gonna win. Thanks. Cliches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who turns the ball over? The other thing is, you know, some of the guys I can't, I don't think bring too much. Like I don't, I don't think Terry Bradshaw gives you a lot. And I was saying the cowboy, but at least the guy's got a personality. At least he's, you know, he, he may yeah. not be the most insightful guy. I mean, Garrett is not only not insightful, he's got the personality of like a dead fish. You know, there's no personality at all, at all. I don't think he could have been really engaging as a coach. I don't know how he, the only reason I think he kept the cut his job that long with the Cowboys was he, he was a yes man to Jerry, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is awful. I agree. But the giants, very likable day ball day balls coached his ass off this year. Um, I th- Hodgins, John. I th- I think you might like. I mean, oh. we were talking about it last week, and it's like, oh, this ragtag group. I think he's like a real player from from just watching him over the last six yeah, weeks or keeper. so. I think he's I think he's a keeper. Yeah, he's a number two. Uh, he's he's a, he's gonna he's gonna be a solid number two receiver for a lot of years. And then like Slayton with the with the massive drop that like always comes back to haunt yep. you. Always yep. comes back to haunt you. Um, 
the team held it together and the defense got it done and they stopped that Minnesota team. And I mean, they deserve to win the game. They outplayed them the whole game. So kudos, John. Fun team to watch. So they go to Philadelphia to play the Mighty Eagles, who I'll go first for this one, who are not coming in hot, right? Hertz has been hurt and certainly didn't look like himself in the last game of the season against the Giants, where I'm. I mean, similarly to some other things we've talked about, like not an impressive way to go into the playoffs by the Eagles. I know they won the game. The Giants didn't play anybody, any of their starters, and they actually hung around. Um, and it just it feels like it's the kind of team that the Giants the, the Giants match up pretty well against, right? I think you can run a little bit on Philly. Saquon has like he's turned into like a leader too with. Dave Ball, I, I, I love the team. So I think I think you're going to get Saquon. I don't know if Hurts is going to be all the way back. The Giants have a, you know, have a good enough defense to not just get completely torched by the Eagles' offense. The Eagles' running game outside of Hurts has faltered over over the last few weeks of the season. Miles Sanders hasn't been playing as well, and there's this intangible thing with the Giants that. When they get in, they tend to win it all, right? So you don't have to remind us of that. I, I seriously, and this is the exact same kind of team as those teams where the sum, the sum is better, much better than the individual parts, and they have all the intangibles, and they're going to go into Philadelphia and they're going to win that game. I'm not predicting a score. It's a Giants victory, though. Senior. Well, you know, you got four games this weekend, right? And I know I think I picked three favorites, and you figure there's got to be one upset, right? And I like the momentum the G-Men have. And I think Philly could be, you know, sometimes a team has, sometimes a team comes off the bye week and is a little flat for a while, and Philly was looking flat already. I think it's a great opportunity for the G-Men, and it's it's going to be my upset special of the week, too. So no, I know Johnny's going to pick the Eagles because last week he was on <laughs> Vikings Island and he enjoyed the bad weather on Vikings Island. So I picked the, I picked the Vikings I picked as well. I did, I did pick the Vikings. Oh, you were you on did? you were on Danny Dimes Island. Great job, okay. Susan. Okay, that's a part of the reason I'm picking him too. I love the way he's playing. In the beginning of the year, you know, when when before this big resurgence, when ah uh, they're going to be looking for a new quarterback. I always liked Danny. I always told you. I know it's a it's a cliche kind of thing where they say, oh, this guy loves to compete. But he's he's always I, I love the brash competitor in him that he's willing to get out in front of a play and throw a block if he has to. He's willing to take on a linebacker and not slide if he has to. It might not be the best recipe for a long career, but I respect the hell out of the guy for the way he plays. And I'm happy for him that he, he he's going to get paid big time. He, he made a few dollars last week. I can tell you that. So uh, I, I'm picking the G-Men again, no doubt. Go, go G-Men. Uh, you guys are killing me. You guys are killing me. Uh, <laughs> but you call the scene. You, you know, you know which way I have to go. But because uh, 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 the, the Philly, when uh, when they had that slide towards the end of the year, that was when when Hertz was out and uh, and Minshew played in those uh, those two losses. So, uh, but uh, but Hertz uh, in that last game versus the Giants. Uh, 
he kind of only played a half speed. Uh, definitely uh, did, didn't run as hard as a, uh, and and I think uh, you know he's going to be a lot more deadlier with the with his running, especially near the goal line because they had to settle for a lot of field goals because he 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 wasn't running as hard. He wanted to protect his uh, injury. So they're saying he's 100%, and uh, I just don't like. Uh, how the, the Eagles, uh, with, with those 70 sacks, uh, way more than anybody in the NFL. They have four guys in, in double figures. They, they got guys that, that have been killing the Giants for about 10 years, Brandon Graham and uh, and uh, uh, Cox, uh, Fletcher Cox. So uh, it, it's just a, the Phillies, uh, the, the link has been a house of horrors. The Giants haven't won there since since 2013. But uh, you did make a good point, uh, Roger. The uh, the Eli uh, Manning era, he, he went to the playoffs six times. Uh, Four times he was one and done, and uh, and we know what happened uh, the other two times. So he <laughs> did make a good point, but this is a different era, you know. It's a, a a lot of a lot of guys have been bringing that up, but it's it's like it's like come on, this is a totally different team. But uh, but but eventually, uh, talent wins out. I, I mean, uh, the Eagles got those two studs uh, at wide receiver, and and the Giants are, are playing with a lot of uh, playing with a lot of misfits. As a matter of fact, their whole linebacker crew, the uh, are guys that they picked up in the middle of the season, and and also uh, Hodgins, too, uh, guys they picked off the waiver wire. Uh, like They have like four or five of their starters that they picked up in, in, in the middle of the season. And, and, and football isn't like you know the other sports where, where, where you make trades and, uh, and, and you can pick up uh, talented guys. Usually uh, uh, guys don't, don't let uh, people go with any talent like, like that. So the Giants with, the, with that misfit crew, uh, it, it's tough to pick them. Uh, hopefully they keep it close. But uh, I got to go with the Eagles here. Uh, with, All right. with their experience and uh and it, it's gonna be a three-peat the, the the giants once beat the eagles uh three times in the year they went to the super bowl the one time that they lost on the fossil they they, they beat the eagles uh three times and uh i, I think this time uh, the eagles gonna gonna get us in return of favor but a lot, a lot of good years ahead so uh you know it won't won't be a total loss uh, because uh the giants uh, with dayball and uh, shane they brought back respectability and uh they, they were the laughing stock of the league for the for the last few years. Everybody clowned them when they made the uh, Jones pick, and uh, no, not too many guys are laughing at them right now. So it, it's good to be back and and, and still playing uh, in the Elite Eight. Well said, John. Well said. And we we wish you the best of luck. So I'm gonna recap the 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 picks here. This is going off memory, so if I get it wrong, let me know. We've got in the AFC both John and Senior have the Bengals traveling to Kansas City for the AFC title game. I have Buffalo, Kansas City on a neutral field in Atlanta. Yep. In the NFC, we have three different picks. John has picked the Giants fans' worst nightmare scenario of Dallas yep. <laughs> at Dallas at Philly for the, uh, oh, for the NFC title. Oh. Senior has Giants at Niners for the NFC title. And I have the Giants fans dream scenario, Giants at Dallas for the, <laughs> for, for the NFC title. So I, I think the one thing I'll say is no matter how it turns out, with all eight of these teams, the the, the conference championship games are going to be are going to be very interesting. Even if you get if you even if you got all upsets and it's Jacksonville, Cincinnati and Dallas and the Giants that that those are great games. So. You've got you've got eight teams left. All eight teams deserve to be there, and it's a little more it's a little more wide open, in my opinion, than than some years. I think I, I, there's not 
I guess the Niners are the closest thing, right? But there's not the and but they have the rookie quarterback. There's not that one team that really is standing head and shoulders above everybody else. It's like, how the hell is anybody going to beat that team? So very interesting. And I, I for one, can't wait to uh, can't wait to tune in this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a, the the Eagles are the, are the heaviest favorites at a at, at the touchdown. So and everything else is less than a touchdown. So can't complain about that. Exactly. Exactly, John. So we are we are here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. We encourage you to listen to all the other great content that's available here. And John and Senior, did you have any parting shots for us tonight? Okay, well I'm gonna I'll go in with uh how much I'm looking forward to this weekend to Saturday and give you guys an insight of what my Saturday is gonna be like. It starts off at two o'clock in the afternoon at the amp with DePaul, who just slayed number one, the top team in the Big East, Xavier, last night, coming into the amp to play the by playoff Friars. Then I'm heading over to the Cowboys' house for the two playoff games, and it's a two-TV because we also have a big pay-per-view from Brazil with two, nice. two world title fights, and I'll give you my two picks on the title fights if anyone's interested out there. Glover Teixeira, the ageless wonder, and my man, the assassin baby, Brandon Moreno in the flyweight vault. So it's, it's an awesome way to start the weekend and then somehow wake up early, wake up Sunday and two more playoff football. And Lilo is really fired up. Lilo can't wait. You can tell. Very good. Senior John, any parting shots? Uh, I just hope I didn't bring any bad mojo. Uh, Ever since I left the, uh, the amp, uh, the the Friars uh, haven't won a game, so uh, and, and St. John's hasn't lost, uh, and, and UConn hasn't won a game, so you know well, things are things are tough to good in the Big East. U- UConn's right. they, they haven't they haven't been back to the amp, John. The Friar the Friars are a diff- different team in the amp. <laughs> the UConn went from six to sixty. Uh, <laughs> I know. The I Big know. East is they've a lost five way. of six. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> all right so look yeah senior I'm, I'm, i'll be joining senior john i'm sure i'm certain we'll all be in touch during uh during the games and uh, not saturday all... night saturday night i'll probably go dark uh, i'll take some medication and uh you know that's the only way i can survive the game uh, well, i can you know, i can tell you john that the whole three-man booth is going to be pulling big time for your gene thank you thank you yeah <laughs> we'll be in touch anyway john you, you, you won't be able to ignore us the whole night. <laughs> uh, looking forward to it. At right, least we get over with, uh, at least we get over Saturday. Hopefully we get some of that uh, Saturday night mojo. That that was usually when the uh, the Pats were slotted in that, in that Saturday primetime slot. Man, they had a lot of success on those nights. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm just hoping for good games. That's it. You know, oh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, the, the, uh, so it looks like the uh, Bill O'Brien is uh, going to be the new OC. For, you know, we haven't discussed I know they interviewed him, right? Did they, did, they, did they hire him? No, no, he was just interviewed. He's not the only guy that's been interviewed. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Billy O take it. Anyway. I, I think at this stage, the, the, there's only about a – there's only about three or four guys left that uh, that built uh, Bill Trusts and uh, Billy O'Brien's in that circle. Uh, ever since Alfredo uh, Mangini uh, did what he did to him, uh, Bill doesn't let anybody, too many other people in his circle. <laughs> it, is, it is a great opportunity for whoever gets it because you're, you're replacing Matt Patricia as an offensive yeah. coordinator. You've got to be better. 
You yep. got it. Can't do it. Can't be worse. <laughs> the That's pencil. It. That's it. Anyone, any, any, anyone, any one of the three of us could do a better job than him. And I, I, I mean, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> no, no hyperbole. All right, guys. So we're recording this on a Thursday night. Should it be? It'll be up before Saturday. We appreciate everybody listening, and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the games because this is the best time of year for a uh, for a sports fan. So for for Mr. John and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy, and we're out of here. Yes. Relax. <laughs> <laughs>